Hey guys, Dan Waltram here. Welcome back to the, what is this? Oh, this is the Edgy Conversations podcast. You guys knew that. Uh, I'm, I'm excited today because I was thinking all last night about this, the podcast that I was going to be bringing to you. Didn't even have breakfast this morning, just hopped on the mic and uh, wanted to chat with you for a few minutes about um, a book I just finished reading. And um, I know you're probably, t- probably tired of me opening uh, with the same lines, this book I've been reading. But um, for me, uh, it's it's a powerful way that I stay motivated and driven. I think, especially as I'm running, it there's nothing more empowering than um, going out for a run, feeling a little bit uncertain, coming back with barrels of knowledge, right? Barrels of inspiration, barrels of something to think about. So as you know, I told you about Way of the Wolf with Belfort, you know, crushed it, read it, finished it, jumped into, I think I told you about Endure. The How to Take Charge of Your Life by Richard Bandler. I then bought Bandler's second book, The Ultimate Introduction to NLP, How to Build a Successful Life. And, um, uh, you know, very, very, very sort of quick reads, two or 300 page sort of books, right? It's not like, you know, having to carve up anything that's that's long. Look, grabbing my notes right now for all of you who are like, why is this guy stammering and stuttering? So as I'm reading, I wanted to kind of just share with you some of my notes because it has everything to do with relationships. You know, when we started off the month about relationships, I was kind of put my hands around the topic. And, you know, what's interesting about this topic is that when we think of relationships, we think of external. That's where we first start is external. What's my relationship to my family? What's my relationship to my business people? And I'm not sure that's where we should start. I think, obviously, it is a place to start, and it's an important place to start. But frankly, frankly, when I look at this topic of relationships and ask for, you know, kind of that second layer question, not just, you know, what was said, but why, and then why, and then why, and then how. So if I were to do that, how would I do that? For example, how do I have a better relationship at work? Okay, well, I need to do certain things. How do I develop those those skills, those things, those behaviors, those attitudes? As I keep digging, I come away with the overwhelming realization that most of this is internal. Most of this is internal. That if you want better relationships, you've got to work on the stuff that's inside you. Now, I think I might have gone to my last therapy session. I might. I might have. I've been wrestling with this a while, but I thought I would share it with you, the audience. I think I'm done. And here's why. I think I've spent too much time wrestling with the past and trying to figure out and obsess about why I am the way I am and what it is like agonizing over all of my faults and trying to find I you know patterns gosh, that I don't even know exist. And so I, I just think, I think I'm done doing that. I think I'm done doing that. And that was reaffirmed by Bandler's book, How to Build a Successful Life, yesterday. It was definitely reaffirmed by it. And I'll tell you why. So l- let me jump in. I took some notes, and if you're cool with it, I'll just run through my notes. Here they are. Number one, you're never done learning. If you feel you know everything there is to know, you're obviously missing something. 
And then this is the most important part of this entire discussion that I want to share with you for the next few minutes, which, which is your, how you go into any situation, positive or negative, is directly related to your map of your existence. So for example, if I were to t- think about a map right now, just open up your, you know, on your phone, if you see a, a patch of blue and it's somewhat roundish, what is that? Well, it's water. Might be a lake, a pond, something big enough, uh, probably that a pond, but but it's water. Why? You've been trained on, that on a map, blue is water. What about if I said there's a big dark patch of green? Might be a state park or a forest or something like that, right? The way you view maps, your map of the world, specifically for understanding maps, is that dark green is this forest, blue is this, it's water. And and when you read a map, you intuitively, you don't even think about blue. Oh, that must be what you just go, oh, there's water over here because that's your map, right? So apply that to life. The map is your territory and your understanding of the world is based on how you represent it on your map, not the world itself. So what does that mean? So when you see something happening, you automatically interpret it. A lot of this is going on in politics right now, uh, depending upon what side of issues you fall on. The other guy is is a complete scumbag, a complete you know fool, somebody who's out to get you or out to get the president or out to get someone that you are allied with. And the, 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 the truth is your map, how you view the world and put the pieces on it directly impacts what goes on inside your head. Whatever you think is going on, it's not going on, okay? What's going on is you looking at a situation and interpreting it on your map of the world, which brings up a really awesome question, which you might be thinking. Now, if, you're, if your bullshit meter is going off and you're thinking, come on, Dan, come on, hang with me for a second, hang with me. So what happens when your map doesn't meet my map or isn't the same as my, mine, which you would expect to be fairly common, right? I mean, just depending on where you live in the world determines what's on your map. In the South, we've got, you know, comfort food. We've, we've, you know, we've got lots of barbecue places. If you were on your Google maps and trying to find a barbecue place, you're going to find it. If you go uh, up North further, Washington, DC, New York, you have different you know, you you've got you've got bagel shops, and I'm you know I'm making some uh, some 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 assumptions here. If I go to the to the West Coast, there's a Starbucks on every corner, and so the map looks different based on where you are. So, if you want to interpret life better, so example, if you want to be happier, if you want to feel like you're not locked in by what goes on in other people's uh, negativity, right? If you want to feel empowered, then what do you need to do? What could you do? Well, you need to expand your map. You need to expand your map. You need to put more things on your map, more experiences, more skills, more awareness of other people so that when situations come up, you can say, oh, 
that blue thing wasn't just a pond. It could be a lake or a stream or a river or an ocean or a tributary or any number of other things. And, and so if I only have one thing on my map, I'm locked into that feeling. I'm locked into that interpretation. And without different perspectives, without that different perspective, there's no way for me to, to operate in a way that is helpful for me being successful. So you've got a map. Your map is based off of uh, what you've learned, your experiences in life. Um, by the way, you get screwed over. Someone steals money. Someone stabs you in the back. You lose at love. So you cheat on someone. They cheat on you. Uh, you lose money. You win a game. Uh, someone makes fun of you. These are all things that get added to your map. And the feelings and interpretations you have lock in descriptions. And later, when you're trying to interpret something, let's say you're in a relationship the second time around or the third time around, and someone does something, doesn't pick up their phone fast enough, or you know gives you an answer that someone might have given you previously, it's easy to fall into the trap of interpreting things just from your existing map. And you need different perspectives. So the more, here's a takeaway that I want you to, to think about. The more detailed your map is of the world, the more detailed, the more freedom and flexibility you have. So the more that you have on your map, the more filled out it is, the more experiences and options, different perspectives, the more freedom you have. And, and freedom and flexibility equal one thing, happiness. Freedom and flexibility, happiness. So how do you do this? If you're listening right now going, yeah, you know, I really haven't updated my map in a long time. I, I hang around the same people. I don't really read much to expand my views. I listen to the same TV shows, new shows, and that's what I do. And it, I am not really doing much of anything to expand anything that's meaningful and magical in my life. So what do you do? So keep your map up to date. When you stop looking at what's out there and rely on an old map, you're sure to screw up. Remember, your future hasn't been written yet. Your future has not been written yet. You're living in the present. You can see your past, but the future hasn't been written yet. And life is full of opportunities. And there are certainly opportunities that lie ahead. You can't deny, no matter how depressed or upset you are, you can't deny that there are opportunities that lie ahead in the future. And if you have a map that says somebody else is supposed to get those opportunities, not you, can you imagine how that impacts all your relationships? Can you imagine how depressing that might be, how frustrating that be? And so it's up to you to let no one convince you that your map doesn't have opportunity and destiny written into it. Remember, in, 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 as you're building your map, it's not so much about who's right and who's wrong. And it's not about what's true or false. It's the best map for your life is a map that gets you to see things from different perspectives. And it helps you feel as resourceful, again, that flexibility and freedom, resourceful as possible about your situation. Most people, what they say or what they do or believe they do what people remember what people say they do or believe they do is often far 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 removed from what they actually do 
You can be whoever you choose to be because your map is whatever you add to it. Change then becomes the only constant in life, right? By the way, I'm just reading from my notes here. So this is, these are the things that I just, I'm, I'm soaking in, even telling you the second time around. Change is the only constant in life. It really is. It's the only, only constant in life. And so it's you, you have to decide what you're going to add to your map so that you can grab those pieces of opportunity in the future, despite the change that you want for yourself. Now, and I know I'm 13 and a half minutes in and you're thinking, whew, that's a lot of information. It is a lot of information, but let's go back to the beginning and recap. You view the world based on what's on your map. If it's not on your map, you have no way to interpret. Case in point, if you meet a rich, spoiled white kid who lives in Connecticut, not picking on anybody, who is the child of a hedge fund manager who's never had a day and you know a, a job in his life, his map looks different than somebody who you hear on ESPN the stories, you know, thirty for thirty, where someone's mom worked four jobs, that person, you know, so he could play football. And now he's a successful person because, you know, of everything that his mom did for him, right? Of course, his own efforts too. I'm not belittling that. What I'm saying is, but those maps look completely different, don't they? They look different. Now, what's right and what's wrong? Well, your own personal frustration might be the, the, the spoiled rich white boy, but the reality is neither of those maps are necessarily wrong. They are just the maps of the world. Now, how do you get one person to see someone else's map? How do you bring those maps together? So again, why? So you could have more freedom and flexibility into it? Well, you have to help them see the pieces on your map, like what you're looking at, right? And so that comes down to communication. And I think in the next episode, and I'm going to stop here and leave this at maps and then come back to the next episode and talk about communication. Because I think the communication piece of it is going to be powerful and understanding the, the whole idea of what you do once you have a map. Okay. Hey guys, thanks for hanging out on this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and I will see you on the next episode where we're going to jump into this and just make it all that much better. Okay. See you then.